powered by Sports Interaction, Canada Sportsbook. There's going to be a theme word for tonight's stream. I'm going to I'm going to play it right now for everybody. It's it's sick. Number 1, the Flames make me sick. Number 2, the Leafs are pretty sick. Number 3, I, in case you can't hear it, am incredibly sick. Welcome to Game Over Calgary. Uh, this is going to be a good one. we got a good show lined up for you today on the heels, despite of a Calgary Flames 2-1 uh, to loss. 2-1 to one loss. I did not expect it to be that low scoring against uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs live from the Scotiabank Saddle. My name is Audie James. Two guests to my left and right. You can see them. Uh, Robert. Hello, Robert. Not uh, not hello, modding, hello. taking a break from modding tonight and producing, joining us. And my good friend, Sebastian. How you doing, man? Hey, I'm good. How are you both doing? Uh, man, I'm I'm a lot worse than you two are right now. I'll tell you that much. Uh, <laughs> that much I could have been worse. I was worried I was going to be worse. And then I wasn't. So that's yeah, nice. yeah, it's uh, it. It was not good for the Calgary Flames. We're going to get into it. We're going to deep dive it from uh, from a Leafs perspective. Because you guys obviously, uh, uh, based on the, the the chest of the jersey, we know exactly where your loyalties lie, um, and it's it's gonna be it's gonna be good. I'm looking forward to it. Um, but before that, wanna bet? Then get on, get in on the action at Sports Interaction. The boys of summer are back on the diamond, and March Madness is on deck. Hey, at least the three of us can agree on the Blue Jays. We're excited for the Blue Jays. Uh, the boys of summer are just about back. Uh, some preseason action. We're getting close to baseball season. Bet pregame, live and play, or on one of our many prop bets. Sports Interaction makes it easy to deposit, play, and cash out. Head to sportsinteraction.com slash SDPN, or if you're in the province of Ontario, uh, you can download the app on the screen now using the QR code. Uh, it's just at the bottom of the screen. You can see it just beside Sebastian's face there. Um, scan that QR code, download the Sports Interaction app, 19+. plus. Please play responsibly. And if you or anybody you know has any issues uh, with gambling, please be sure to check the show notes. There are some resources there uh, for you and your loved ones or whoever it may be to get uh, get help there. So please be sure to check those out as well. Okay. I mentioned the Flames making me sick. I, I'm, I'm already sick. And the Flames, they, they continue to disappoint me. They continue to uh, frustrate me. Uh, I want to start from a bit of a Flames perspective. And, and maybe, Seb, I'll start with you. This this uh, this year has kind of been. I, I was explaining it to Rob before we went or before you hopped on the call. Was it seems like the Flames issues are just rinse and repeat. It's the same bucket of issues and problems that they go through, but it, it, it's not always the same on any given night. One night it might be, hey, we maybe needed that extra save. One night it might be, hey, you know, we probably should finish on some of these chances and. For the Flames tonight, I think it was uh, mostly the chances because Jacob Markstrom, uh, for my money, I think played one of the best games that he's played all season for the Calgary Flames. What were you seeing the same thing tonight uh, from Calgary? Yeah, they they kind of played a, a game that I expected Calgary to play. Just low event, very boring. Um, you know, they don't they don't adapt on the fly at all. Um, they just they you know they really stick to their guns and. And that's what's going to get them in trouble. Um, you know, there's the talent always been there. You know, I know that there's been some big changes from last year, but you know, you're still running out a, a near hundred point Nazem Kadri, and you're still running out. You know, Jonathan Huberto, who had a historic season last year. Um, talent still there. Um, you know, I think I think the issues are behind the bench and. 
they need to they need to fix that if they want to if they want to take this team somewhere it's just it's stale it's very boring you're 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 singing preaching to the choir here i i think that uh if if you've been in these streams and a lot of people that are in here have been uh on these streams before and have heard me uh talk about my not disdain towards the head the head coach but uh definitely the differences in opinion um maybe the differences in deployment like you mentioned there's just it, it's stale hockey it's uh it's a lot of perimeter shots we talked about it um on the last game over i did where the flames are second in, at least they were at the time second in the league in uh shots per game but their shooting percentage is among the worst in the league i think they were 29th at the time and and uh you know Anybody who understands those statistics should know that those two stats should not be as far apart uh, as they are. So it's definitely a frustrating time uh, here for the Calgary Flames. But I wanted to talk a little bit about the Leafs too. We got to remember the, the the hand that feeds the the SDPN portion of the game over <laughs> Calgary. We can't. It's always how does this affect the Leafs? Um, I wanted to touch on a couple Leafs things before we get too far into Flamesland because I think the Leafs are. Super intriguing team. Uh, Kyle Dubas seemingly pushing all his chips in the middle. Um, do you? I'll start with Sebastian, then I'll go over to you, Rob, after. Do you think the Leafs are done? Like, we're on the heels of the trade deadline here uh, tomorrow. Do you think that it's that's that Kyle Dubas has made his moves and that's it? Or do you anticipate that there's going to be something else coming down the line here? I think something's going to come down the line here. Um, and it's very hard to get a read because... Um, as much as you, you know, the insiders, the mainstream insiders, do have their list of of trade bait and who's up there. Um, the way this has gone, I don't think anybody has any idea. Um, I, I've been listening to the SDP lately, and you know, I'm not I'm not of the opinion that that goaltending is is 100% a, a super strong need. But I'm starting to lean towards, you know, if you're gonna if you're gonna make all these touches up and down your lineup, then you know, touching up the goaltending, which has been fine, but somewhat unreliable, health-wise, you know, that's something that they can work on. But I think by the way you've seen some of these players tonight, I think that some of them are fighting for their spot in the lineup, like a Justin Hall or an Alex Kerfoot. Um, it's kind of been on record that they're not super popular on moving them, but you know, there's going to be a lot of internal competition and they're going to probably bring in another body or two for depth. So we'll, we'll see, but I don't think he's done at all. Internal competition is always good. Rob, I'll flip it to you. Um, thoughts, comments, concerns, and, and, <laughs> and, and to kind of piggyback off what Sebastian said, um, I think what you were referencing there from the SDP was Adam maybe suggesting that they go for Thatcher Demko. Uh, was was what he predicted would be the Leafs' last move or the next move? And uh, Rob, your two cents on uh, what do you think, man? What are the Leafs? Uh, what 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 has Dubas got up his sleeve now? That was his prediction, and then he immediately tweeted after we got Luke Shen as Thatcher Shenko. So that was also <laughs> very fun to me, at least. This is like before the Luke Shen trade, which has been kind of like rumored, like, oh, we'd really like to have Luke Shen. But then we didn't think Luke Shen was possible because we got Eric Gustafson. We'll get back to Eric Gustafson at some point because we'll, that the first Flames goal uh, 
is a little bit of his fault. But no, I don't think the Leafs are done. We've heard enough people telling us that Dubas isn't done, and this is him going all in. Dubas is not signed to a contract next year. Mm -hmm. And at least a lot of Leafs Nation, if there's people who dislike him, of course, but a lot of Leafs Nation knows if he's not signed to the Leafs next season, somebody will take this man. Somebody will take our cardigan-wearing man. I, so, I I would like to volunteer the Calgary Flames. I, I think there's a few in the audience, you in the back. Hello, yeah. like, you know, hello, <laughs> Buffalo State. Like, somebody would happily take this man. And so this is Kyle Dubas also. I think he wants to stay. And I think mm-hmm. for years we've been like, oh, did Dubas do enough? Oh, did Dubas do enough? And Dubas is going, you want me to do more? Here you go. And we also know that Dubas doesn't care that, at least it doesn't feel like he cares that much about draft picks right now because we've seen him draft really well in low rounds and we're starting to see our picks that Dubas has selected himself come up from the woodwork and this is a lot of our depth right now and the fact that he's done all of these trades so far without trading any of those top prospects is fascinating and what can he do now I don't know who gets flipped I don't it's got to be at this point a body off the roster like we played 11 and 7 tonight because there were two new defensemen in this game who played their first game and two guys played their first game as Leafs yesterday yep. like we are having a lot of like he's rebuilding like a bottom six is being built on the fly Achari and O'Reilly have had like two practices at Leaf we're in the middle of a five game road trip we have one more game against Vancouver on Saturday before they go home but the thing I like really admire about Dubis and the people he's built around him is he can keep his cards quite close to his chest. Like we hear a little bit on Sportsnet TSN, the CJ show, all these places like, oh, the Leafs were looking at Matthias Ekholm. Oh, the Leafs were looking, but we never got directly that the Leafs were in on Luke Shen before we got Luke Shen to Toronto. We didn't hear that he was trading Rasmus Sandin until we got Rasmus Sandin to Washington. He's able mm-hmm. to play. The people around him are able, like, he has these cards close to his chest. So, no, I don't think he's done. What's he looking for? Maybe not another defenseman. I'm okay. Like, we're good. I do still think it's a winger. We saw at a couple different times tonight, Tavares, fun fact, who has always played as a center, has been playing on the wing. That's been a fun experiment. Is John Tavares' best left winger, John Tavares? Who knows? <laughs> but we also saw... John Tavares at 2C and uh, O'Reilly at 3C. Who are those wingers? And Alex Kerfoot has been put there and Callie Yarnbroke moves around the lineup and all these bodies are moving. My guess is it's a solid second line left winger. That's my like, would I would think they're going winger or like they could go depth forward. But at this point, I don't think it's defenseman. I also don't know if it's goalie. I would not be surprised if it's a goalie. But that is, it's weird. I could see them go, but my guess is a winger over a goaltender. Because that, I think that just Dubis fits, has, yeah. That followers. just fits your agenda because you want Tyler Toffoli so badly to Listen. be a Toronto Maple Leaf. And I will give him to you for the low, low price of uh, Matthew Nice. Matthew <laughs> Nice, I was uh-huh. waiting for that. <laughs> Because that fits my agenda. <laughs> that fits I, my agenda. Um, Toffoli's got it. Yeah, he's got another year on his contract at four point two five zero. If Calgary would be willing to retain, and if you'd like, we have a first round draft pick available. It might be the thirty second, but that's besides the point. <laughs> what you mean, Boston's not going to drop Hall. out of the playoff picture, and all of a sudden they it's don't. a lottery pick? <laughs> 
I mean, I don't think they need it to pick. I don't need the top 10 protect that one. I think you're all right there, guys. I think so, but, too. I yeah. think so, too. Hey, and similarly, uh, to bring it back to Flamesland, because, of course, the title of the show is Game Over Calgary. Uh, similarly to the Leafs, Brad Living is without a contract beyond this season, too. And I don't know what the Flames are going to do. And I think a lot of people are kind of in the same boat here. I haven't looked too much at chat because there's actually a lot of people in here uh, putting a putting a lot of really good uh, good comments, and we'll get to some of them in a little bit here. Um, but yeah, the Flames are kind of stuck, and as as James Johnson and and a lot of other Flames fans like to say, stuck in this perpetual mediocrity, um, stuck in the middle. The way I like to say, it's too good to be bad, but too bad to be good. Um, they're kind of just stuck in this bit of a lull here. Um, Seb, let's start with you. Uh, if you're Brad Living tomorrow on trade deadline day, you buying or you selling? I'm selling. Thank you. Um, <laughs> I agree. I here's the thing though. This is the this is the this is the weird thing, and I think they kept talking about it on the broadcast that Calgary would have to go like 15 and six or something like that uh, in order to squeak in somewhere second wild card maybe. Um, the, the West is a weird, it's very weird this year because it's just there for the taking. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, Edmonton's not, you know, I'm I'm not as bought into them as a lot of other people are, but they like, there's a solid opportunity for them to run away with it. And they're not, I don't know. I think they're going to have a hard time getting through whoever comes out of the West, but like it's, it's wide open. So like, there's a path here for, if you get in, there's a path. Mm -hmm. but no i think i think this is the time calgary should be reevaluating because you don't need like calgary locked up so like a, a few of those players with long-term contracts in the off season and, and early into the season mackenzie Weger, uh jonathan huberto you know caudry's there until the day he retires um there's not necessarily a rush i mean those guys are getting older but they're still going to be very good hockey players for the next four to five years. Um, but there are certain pieces that you could easily move around now and give yourself opportunities to rebuild through the draft, which I don't know if that's the way Calgary wants to do it, because I think outside of, outside of 2016, I think that they only have one meaningful contribution in their lineup. That was a draft pick, so the last seven or eight drafts, and it's Dylan Dubé. Yeah, they they, they haven't yeah. been very good at graduating players, and 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 to follow up to that point, do you think? I mean, I think I know your answer to it, but is it the guy behind the bench that's preventing this from happening? Like AHL Calgary right now, the Wranglers have, um, you know, Robert. You know, I've been beating the Matty Phillips drum. Uh, and I know, uh, I know, Seb, you're a prospects guy, but um, like Matt Coronado, maybe he signs when he's done in Harvard. We don't, we don't know yet. The ball seems like it might be in uh, the Flames' court. He said on record to Eric Francis that he wants to sign, um, but will the coach, like, will he want him to start in the NHL right away? Will he want him to play in the in the American Hockey League? Like, I think a lot of this reluctancy is coming from the guy behind the bench like i think the flames have those pieces they're just underutilizing them Seb, based on what you know do you do you would you agree with that yeah absolutely like look at 
look at how he's handled, you know, questions in the media about prospects coming up this year. He's he's been kind of a giant d bag. Like it's. Yeah. I can't it's, believe that clip is real. That clip is real. What's his number? Reads his stat card. That's a real clip. Mm -hmm. I I I get why. Look, I I was around when I've been around this game. You know, I still remember watching Gretzky on TV. Um, I've been around this game a long time. I remember when he was in Calgary for his first ride there. And I get the nostalgia around it. I get it. I just, what I don't understand is this game passed him years ago. Mm -hmm. This game passed him years ago. And people look at last year and, you know, that little bit of success, if you want to call that in Calgary, I wouldn't. I, I personally wouldn't because the way that you, they got eliminated in the second round was it wasn't pretty. No, um, no, it wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't pretty. And and like I don't know what it is with with Markstrom all of a sudden becoming a junior C goalie against the Oilers, but like it was. It wasn't pretty. And people are gonna put you know whatever success you guys had last year on on Sutter, and not you know Goudreau's plan for lifetime money. And Kachuk saw the writing on the wall. He knew that if he was if he had a good season, that he you know, people. He didn't just come up with that plan to ask for a trade and not resign. They're not stupid, you know. O o overnight, that that was that was building. Ready. He knew that if he played out of his mind, that that was always going to be there. Like that was going to be an option. So, like, it's just it's time to move on from him as an organization. And if I'm, if I'm the GM right now without a contract, I think, you, I think you're kind of stuck with him because then you have somebody that you can pin this on at the end of the season, where if you fire him now, uh, you know, when the off season comes and if Calgary misses, which, you know, it, it's sorry, it's the likely scenario at mm. this point. Um, you know, he doesn't have, he doesn't have anybody to blame, but himself. Yeah. And that that's a tough sell to ownership, especially him walking in there without a contract. So, you know, I I think that he should be selling off whatever he can. There's look like Robert said it earlier. Nobody knew about Rasmus Sandin. Like, and then, Toronto's not the only one with a Rasmus Sandin on the roster that they would like to move. You know, young pieces that that can develop with your core over the next couple of years. It'll give you a, a new fresh window. Yeah, go out and make some of those moves. Go out and make some of those moves. Sell off the people that are sell off the players who are who are UFAs at the end of this year or RFAs that might need a fresh new home. You know, get some of your AHL players up there because you gotta start having something showing from from your development. Otherwise it's just gonna be, you know, Montreal Canadians stale. You know, yeah. They didn't they didn't develop <laughs> prospects for like twelve yeah. seasons or something like that. Like a meaningful prospect. It was you don't want to run into that bad habit. And Calgary has drafted some studs. Like, there's some very good Jacob Pelches in there. Pelche. You know, there's, 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 a, like I could Rasmus go on. Anderson, I'm sure you watched him in the OHL. Like, he's, yeah. he's developed himself into be, like, you know, he's a homegrown, uh, homegrown talent there. And yeah, yeah. it's, it's the, the reluctancy to, um, like, they're developing well. That's the thing that, 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 blows me away is like their prospects are seemingly uh developing like steadily and and like pretty decent like we see jacob peltier he's he's making an impact he's about the only person on the ice at any given time who gives a shit 
Um, and he plays with passion. I mean, I guess you could say such a firework. Yeah, exactly. Mm. And, and like the connection there with Huberto, the French connection, like the father son thing is like super cute. And like, it's, it's like, uh, like it was meant to be. Uh, but I mean, like aside from Blake Coleman tonight, there weren't really many players on the flames who looked (laughs) like they gave a shit. Um, but anyway, yeah, to, to bring it back to the prospects, like the, the fact that they, they constantly neglect the farm, it's a little bit concerning given that Daryl Sutter himself, uh, spends a spends a bit of time on uh, on his own farm but uh before <laughs> sorry before we continue i'm just going to acknowledge we got 71 people uh watching live right now appreciate each and every one of you for stopping by that's awesome um be sure to share the stream like the stream it, it helps with us to get numbers and engagement numbers and, and the algorithm does its thing rob you know way more about that than i do so i'm gonna stop uh, just numbers uh, <laughs> just numbers. numbers involved <laughs> that's all um math. but I'm we're not gonna doing the math but there's math <laughs> We're going to go to the chat for a little bit here and bring up some uh, comments. A lot of love for Rob, uh, Conrad. Obviously, we, we, we knew Conrad was going to be in here. Um, hello. Um, <laughs> Mason says, are you sure this isn't game over Toronto? You're outnumbered. Uh, yes, I am. And uh, rightfully <laughs> so. And you know what? It's, 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 it's reflective of the score. Two Leafs, one flame. Yeah, it's kind of, you know? it's like it was meant to be. It's like we wrote the script on this game tonight. Um I just picked up the phone, was like, okay. (laughs) Left-handed penman, uh, good to see you as well. Thanks for stopping by again, as always. Uh, Saying that the Flames are the Isles of the West, except our GM is a coward. (laughs) Sharp, sharp. And, and, and like, I kind of want to get into the, like, talk a little bit more about the deadline. Obviously, it's a big topic. It's tomorrow. Uh, We'll get into it a little bit more because the Flames are, um, yeah, I don't know what they're going to do. And, and, yeah, we'll talk about it in a bit. Um, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> James Johnson saying very nice that the Leafs Leafs got a win at home, and uh, that's just like I went to a, a Leafs Flames game, would have been four years ago, and it was ninety five percent Leafs, five percent Flames. It's crazy oh. how many Leafs fans are out here. Um, Calgary connection. Yeah, everybody everybody's from Ontario out here, including myself. Um, and yeah it's it's crazy everybody comes out here and keeps rooting on the leafs it's it's uh so it's fun. pathetic to, to hear a this is our house chant coming from oh, Leaf fans at the scotiabank saddle dome yeah yeah that happened um they don't look well coached at all yeah they're definitely not well coached uh people saying dubas to the flames flames need to score if they are to do anything in the playoffs and for a playoff push as the most likely thing uh thinking of an organization uh, Dubas doesn't want to be Murray in Sutter's whipping boy. That's a very good point as well. <laughs> Not Murray, wrong. Murray He's Edwards. already done that once. Yeah. He's okay. Yeah. No. Um, <laughs> J money saying 2023 first for Ristolainen. There is the Flyers fan coming out in you, uh, J money. There you go. Um, there was a point here that I wanted to bring up. Ba, 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 where was it? Um, uh, um, I'm, I'm losing it here. Uh, oh, um, I wanted to talk, we'll leave a break for the chat, uh, keep catching up and putting your comments in. I wanted to talk about, because Seb, you brought up a really good point about getting in in the West and like just looking at how stacked the East has gotten in the last eight, nine days, like every team in the East is loading the hell up and it's making for great content. It's making for like <laughs> big deals. Like everybody wanted the NHL to follow the NBA and be like, okay, trade, 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 superstar, superstar, this guy, that guy. We got it. We got it. Mm-hmm. But in in terms of a path to the playoffs, agree or disagree, the East is going to be a goddamn bloodbath. Like they are going to be 
battle-tested early. Like, it's going to be some pretty intense matchups. And I'm not saying the West is going to be a cakewalk by any stretch of the imagination. But could you foresee a team going the distance from the East and just being beat to shit by the time they get to the Cup Final when it's time to match up against the West? There's, at least for me, I'll then settle if you want to go. Um, There's two scenarios here. One, the easiest round for an Eastern team in the playoffs is going to be the Stanley Cup Final. Like, that's option one. Option two is the scenario you're thinking is that they are all preparing for war and five, six, seven series that go the difference, bang and crash. The pick, the pickups that the Leafs are making are very clearly bangy and crashy. And you're willing to spend five draft picks for Tanner Janot because you know he's the one that can help you beat another team. Like, they might be kind of not doing great by the time they get to the cup final. But if you're looking at a team like, like you're looking at any team, like one team, you win a playoff series and you go for a sprint, like they just sprint through the rest of the playoffs. And you might have that answer of what that looks like by the who comes out of the first round and how damaged they are by the first round. Boston having hitting 100 points tonight in 61 games, like how much, so like how much does a toll take? If that's, it's disgusting. I don't like to, I don't want to think about that. I've decided <laughs> I'll feel better once I, like, we'll see you later. We'll see you in round two. We'll talk when we need to. But that's the question of is like, what are you coming out of? Are you coming out broken? Is that why the Leafs are getting seven, eight, nine defensemen? Because you're preparing to be like the Vancouver Canucks on their run who use 13 defensemen? Like, is that what you're preparing for? Is that the depth that you're looking for? I don't know, Seb. Yeah, who's let me fighting? know what you think, Seb. I, I'm, I'm actually really intrigued to know what you guys think. Yeah, it's, it's going to be the first two rounds in the East are going to be, it's going to be a war. Um, and you know it's it's very easy to look at the Bruins and say, hey, yeah, they're the they're the favorite. They're going to play in the Stanley Cup, but you know they got to stay healthy. They're not necessarily the youngest team. You know, Tampa Bay, they're gonna, you know, you got Corey Perry and and Pat Maroon and and Belmar down on your in, in your bottom six, and then you know there's they're closer to over the sun here than they are you know, meaningful difference makers. And they've played a lot, a lot of hockey since, you know, 2018-19. Yeah. So, you know, it's it's going to be very tight. I think uh, I think whoever comes out of the East, it, it, it can go two ways. Either, either you're going to run through whoever comes out of the West or you're going to be so beaten up and, and bruised that, you know, the 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 west is going to have a fighting chance but it, it, you know again this is the nhl yeah you know there's no as much as there are a lot of teams tanking they're still full of nhl players so there's still you know still got to get to that point of game one and you got to get there healthy it's it's weird because there's a there's a lot of things that can change uh between now and then it's uh that first round is going to be a ton of fun and and i think it even last year, it was it was unreal the first round, and and you know I cheer for a team who notoriously can't get out of the first round. Um, you know, but, <laughs> so so when I say you know hey the first round last year was really fun, it's because like I'm I, I I'm I'm invested in the team, but I'm not so like 
emotionally invested anymore that like life is over how can you be at this point (laughs) 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 um but you know um yeah it's it's gonna be a crazy it's it's gonna be crazy and again like just who the west right now you know and because it's a buyer's market you know edmonton's not they're not giving up a whole ton for for the improvements that they make and you know la they didn't really pay the price. I mean, that, that room might have taken it. There might be a morale. Yeah, there might there. be a, yeah, I was going to yeah. see a morale yeah. issue more than anything. We, but Yeah, we got a little I'm, bit of that, but that one in LA, oh. I'm, I'm confused at what Vegas is doing. And if Do I, I, I don't, I'm, I, I, yeah, it's, it's, I don't know. It's going to be, it's going to be wild. Like, like I said earlier, there's a, there's, there is a path here if Calgary decides to choose. But the thing is, the players that they would have needed are already off the market. So, unless, unless a team's calling you Friday at 250 with a, you know, a top six, top six winger. Those guys and depth and, and, and depth, and depth <laughs> pieces that are better than, depth pieces that are better than, I, I like, I like Trevor Lewis, but. You know, you can't be running Milan Lucic out here 58, 59 games a year anymore. That's really got to come to an end. I feel for the guy, mm-hmm. but you know, if you can, if you can find ways to improve there, then 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 so be it. But I think that the players at Calgary would have been looking at are already off the market, and you know, there's no what? sense in overpaying at this point. Yeah, I think the focus not, needs to be like pivot and like quickly, like not quickly, but pivot and retool on the fly. Retool. Like it doesn't, it doesn't have to be it. Like I don't think at least it's got to be a strip down to the studs and start from scratch. Like you mentioned before, Seb, there's a lot of long term contracts uh, on the like if you open up cap friendly right now, Kadri, uh, Huberto, Uyghur, um, you know, Tofoli's got this year and next year. Like the, it's gonna be those guys that they can probably get some decent value for. And, you know, pending UFAs, not this season, but the season after, there's a market for those guys. We've seen Nino Niederreiter got moved. Um, there's, I can't remember off the top of my head, but players with, with term have been, uh, have been shopped around a little bit. So it's not outside of the realm of possibility to think that they could at least explore that option. Um, if, if teams come calling for some of your best guys, you at least got to pick up and, and, and entertain it at least. Yeah, like is, is Tree willing is Tree Living willing to admit that defeat? Like is he willing to make that's my question. My I don't answer know if for it's buy sell. De- I just don't know if it's a is defeat it? though. Like it's cause like like the Flames have gone through the ringer uh this offseason. They lost their two best guys. Uh Sean Monahan was like obviously his best years as a flamer behind were behind him, but he also went through double hip surgery. He was a fan favorite, a glue guy in the room, wore an A for a reason for as long as he did. Um, they went through some pretty big trials and tribulations and changes this off season. Uh, so like, I, I'm not saying that this kind of season should be expected, but it kind of makes sense. Like it, like, you know, and, 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 and the biggest issue is gotta be behind the bench. The system, yeah. The, like you mentioned, Seth, the game has out or the, the game is, has moved on from, uh, from Daryl Sutter and his system. Um, and I, I honestly think that a new coach, uh, I think Huberto, and, and actually, I'm in a group chat. I, I write for this for a site called The Win Column, and a really good. While we were on here, I saw it pop up. Um, this one coming from 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 Josh in that group chat. Uh, it reminds him of Jeff Skinner under Ralph Kruger, 
and Ooh. like yeah everybody winces at that but like can you draw the Man. comparison there with with Jonathan Huberdeau under Daryl Sutter like like Huberdeau does not look a comfortable b like himself and like the list can go on but uh that's a different guy if you told me last yeah. year like if you were a brand new hockey fan and you told me that this player and last last year's player were the same guy i'd have questions and the thing mm-hmm. i at least think for the flames do you really want to be do you want to be retooling in the first year of the huberdo cadre Uyghur deals or do you want to be rebuilding in the fourth year do you yeah. want to have these guys be this competitive long stretch have a second third fourth like have these stretches of playoff success and long-term and joy in the fan base, or do you want to just see what happens and do like the answer is the flames might do the thing that nobody wants. No flame fan wants and stay still. And, and they'd be, be one of the team. only teams that does it. I think they would be the only team that does it. They're the only Sports team to not make a trade this, uh, this season, I and, believe now. Yeah. So, yeah, but if I had a nickel for every time I had a, I watched a team give up on Daryl Sutter, I'd have two nickels, which isn't <laughs> a lot, but it's weird that it's happening twice. I, yeah. It's like, that's what it is. I, we're watching it on the ice. We're watching it. We're seeing an agent get involved on Twitter. Like, we're seeing the, like, fractions in this of, like, what it means. Uh, the Leafs fans in the chat, or if they're, they're probably watching Game Over Toronto. They're probably but, like, watching Toronto. Le- it's possible. But, like, in that, like, the, we know the uh, we call it the blender in the third period for Sheldon Keefe. He loves to get out the blender. We saw it in this game because it's eleven and seven, and we're seeing our new players. Daryl Sutter does has thrown his blender out the window. Mm-hmm. If that's the lines of the night, those are the lines for the night. If and he doesn't, line match. Second, he doesn't line, he doesn't match. line match. How many times? How many times did you see the Lucic line out? When Austin, when, when 34 was on the ice for, for the Leafs, yeah. for Christ's sake. So, like... Too much. It, like, you gotta be willing to move a little, at least move a little bit. It doesn't need to be completely have a new third and fourth line, because, fun fact, building chemistry is nice. We're literally trying to do that with 20 games left, about to go into war with Tampa. Mm-hmm. So, is this the best idea? That's not my decision to make, but you have to be willing to make some adjustments. But I always know when I look at the Flames lines for the night, those are the Flames lines for the night. They're probably not switching much. You might see a player no, get demoted. You, you might see him benched. That's, you see, you're not going to see adjustment. You see the odd, um, you see the occasional, uh, it's never an adjustment. It's usually just like, uh, like I was at a game once and I, I remember it was, uh, when Phillips, I believe was up or was it Phillips? I can't remember either way. It was, yeah, oh, he, it was when Lucic was playing in the top six. It was, it uh-huh. was. It was I that. that. No, nobody should. Um, and again, it's uh, my disdain is not to Milan Lucic. I want to make that very clear. There's a lot of times where I bitch about Milan Lucic, and and the disdain is not towards the player. The disdain is towards the deployment of the player because I think it's no secret. We've talked about it. His best years are behind him. He is being utilized or had been utilized uh, very poorly by Daryl Sutter previously this season, but. Um, <laughs> Yeah, a couple times he's done it where it's like after a penalty kill or yeah, after a penalty kill, the guy will stay out there and everybody gets a glimmer of hope. Oh my god, he changed the lines. And then the whistle goes and it's back to back to regular. Um okay. That's what I mentioned earlier. Is yeah. that he doesn't he, he there's just he doesn't adapt on the fly. Like there's no adjustment. Look as as frustrating as Sheldon Keefe can be at times with the way that he deploys certain players, <laughs> Justin Ryan Hall on the top pairing. <laughs> yeah. And I and, and, and I like I like I like Justin Hall, Hall, but like 
come on, we gotta we gotta stop please. playing this man twenty minutes a game. What are we doing? Yeah. But like cool. as much as as much as he frustrates me with that, you know, there's there's some sort of creativity. And some of it I think might be a panic. But I'd rather my coach panic in game and start just throwing stuff out there. Um and just trying to find something that works and then, you know, this grumpy old, you know, one hundred times so recycled grumpy. man behind the bench, like, nope, we're doing this my way. You know? Yeah. Like really? We're not gonna like the goalie care like the not the goalie, the coach carousel. Like I like I get he had success. I understand he had the cups. I watched him get them. I watched mm-hmm. him do this. Like we've seen, I under like you cannot tarnish your legacy of being this reigning wonderful coach. And also understand that maybe I should go be a farmer. I play a farmer when, in Stardew Valley. It's really fun. <laughs> Being a farmer's great. Like when they come on. when they talk about you know oh they went up to him on a farm and they rehired him and and stuff mm-hmm. like that. It's like okay if that wasn't like that's a red flag. Yeah, you know what I mean like, like, like this, this this guy was so far from an arena. Like he he. He had left hockey behind. He was done. Yep. And they ignored that. They were, you know, like, look, the one thing that I give Oilers and Leafs and, and Habs and and a few other teams, one thing I give them credit for is hiring coaches that will adapt to today's game. You know, these, these coaches are, are, are heavily involved. You know, they, they hold their players accountable when the time is right. Um, and they tried to to create an environment for success, and Daryl created that thirty years ago. He yeah. he he, he in, created he's it not, ten years ago. He's not trying to recreate it now. He's just trying to bring old strategies and what made him successful ten years ago. He's trying to do it now, and and this is why, you know, I I I wonder about someone like Milan Lucic who. You know, despite everything, I don't, I don't hate the guy. I, I've, you know, the he, he's got, I think he's got. I've read somewhere that he's got like a a, a back, like a there's a back issue mm-hmm. there that he was born with. The fact that he was able to play as many games as he has in the role that he has for this long is incredible. He's had a great career. I don't even know if I'd invite that guy to a camp on a PTO next year. So, you know. Calgary did, and I get, you know, you got to play him. You know, you, you don't want to buy him out now. Otherwise, you're paying him for the next 10 years. But, you know, they the just they grace... keep trying to. Sorry, go ahead. They just keep trying to force that to make yeah. it happen. And, and you know, it's, I don't know. I just, I think that, I just, I think that it's, they're too deep in right now that I'm, I'm actually leaning closer to what robert had mentioned where the i it might just do nothing and that's a big mistake <laughs> well i mean I also just... you talk about uh robert and and sebi both said that you know um dubas keeps a lot of things close to the chest there's not a whole lot that gets out with bradshaw living either um like like Ryan Leslie, who's like the local guy here for Sportsnet, is usually the one who breaks anything Flames related before Friedman, before Sarah Valley. So it's like th- those guys don't even really know, re- like really truly know what's going on. And the fact that it's been this quiet, uh, the deadlines tomorrow, they haven't done anything. They continue to stink. 
They continue to show no direction. It's it's frustrating, and it's like you gotta like you gotta shit or get off the pot. Like to to use that like like seriously, you do. You gotta shit or get mm-hmm. off the pot. It's it, you either gotta commit to selling off and getting assets back. Like it doesn't like we said, we don't have to. It does not have to be a complete strip it down to the studs rebuild. Like I I I for one am really keen on what St. Louis is doing. They're they're selling off aging. Uh, uh, aging UFAs, they're getting assets that are younger back in. They're getting draft capital. I know that the Flames don't really have the same luxury for pending UFAs. I mean, Trevor Lewis and Milan Lucic are pending UFAs. There's negative value there. Um, <laughs> but like some of these guys, like Michael Backlund's got a year left after this one. Elias Lindholm has a year after this one, right? Like, don't be my Chris Tanev. Yeah, Tyler Toffoli's got a year <laughs> left, and and his stock has got to be pretty high right now. He's having a great year. Stunks. Um yeah, so like it's you got to take advantage in a, in a market like yeah. this too, where yes. where teams are teams are going out and buying those kind of players. I it, said, the, go ahead. <laughs> um, I said this on Twitter, and I think this is kind of like as somebody who and I feel like this is the weird thing about doing this show with like Seb, who like also loves loves the Leafs, and Audie, who really loves the Flames. I watch a lot of Flames games. I re- I follow wherever Tyler Toffoli plays, and it's led me here. Um, I'm sorry or you're welcome, but like, it's this weird, I said this, but it's, I don't know if this game, this particular Calgary game on a second half of a back-to-back with some travel, because we played a terrible game against Edmonton, like laid the egg against Edmonton, baby goalie is a net in Joseph Wool, who is our current backup, um, of like six new dudes are here. So many people, um, all the Swedes are gone. Two of the Swedes are gone. Like, our boys are gone. Like, there's a lot of change happening. Like, I don't know if this game changes what the Leafs are doing. This game, and I'm wondering, I'm like, this game probably changes Calgary more than it changes the Leafs. And mm-hmm. I'm super curious if this game is like, are you kidding me? We couldn't beat this team rested? You can't, Like, we couldn't make a real good game out of it rested? Our and- goalie gave us this and you gave us this? Like... I just I can't see watching that foot as a game, knowing that the opponent is not paying attention to you, like knowing that like we're playing three games at Fortnite, like we're like oh I'd really like to win, but like we'll see what happens. Yeah, like, I don't know what you do as a Calgary team. Like you gotta look at this as something, especially when you have stomp, like you have assets to trade and people are making moves and you're getting draft picks back. Are you able to sell to Foley as much as you would in the off season? No. Are you able to get maybe a first round pick for Tyler Toffoli? Still, yes. Or a player like Toffoli, or any of the other like players listed. I just love him a lot. <laughs> of those four players, of those four players that that Audie had just mentioned a moment ago, there. Backlund. I mean, you know, if you can find some salary retention on them, you could get first, no problem. Like, I don't see why not. Pe- people, I think Take people em. overvalue overvalue. Um, what first round picks are and and here's the thing as much as i'm very much that calgary should be doing a better drafting and development um i think it was uh liz hood or howd or however you said her name i'm sorry i'm butchering it yeah yeah she she had did a thing uh a little bit ago where she had talked about um how building through the draft is actually a bad idea and there are certain there are certain positives and negatives. Like the positive is that you're putting assets in your system, um, and if they develop properly, then you can turn those assets into pieces to 
um, either plug in your lineup while you're trying to make a cup run, or you can sell them and bring pieces in while you're trying to make a cup run. So, like, from an asset standpoint, building through the draft is a great idea, but, like, you gotta have you got to have the proper development staff. And yep. as much as, you know, some, some prospects have, like I mentioned, we're like seven or eight drafts deep here with the Flames. And they've just, they've got very little to show for it. And, and we were talking about Sean Monaghan earlier. That's the draft that really killed it for, for Calgary. Because if I'm not mistaken, that was the year they had three picks. And yeah. they, Do you know they who absolutely the butchered. I think it, I, if I'm not mistaken, it was Emile Poirier, and I oh, can't remember the third one. That's why I was I leaning on you. you. I, I just it knew was... that it was Poirier. Uh, chat will definitely catch us up, or chat Rob. Rob. Rob is quick too, but um, yeah. Sorry, continue your point. That's just you know, it it started there. You know, maybe maybe this organization just needs a, a reset. Bring in a fresh mind. Um, and I think Trey Living's done fine. I think that the one thing that he has butchered has been, you know, maybe not cashing out on some assets when he should, when he should have, mm-hmm. um, and, um, you know, the coaching decision here, you know, but I got to give him there's... a bit of a, 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 like pass on that. Cause I believe, was it? I can't remember if it was just on the heels of because the Bill Peters bullshit was pre Jeff oh, yeah. Ward. They promoted Jeff Ward um, on a obviously impulse that because of all that fucking shit that happened with that donkey. Um, <laughs> but then the Jeff Ward thing didn't work, and I think that was like his. He was on thin ice to begin with. He brings in Sutter, fan favorite, ownership loves him. I think that was a desperation thing for Sutter. Uh, because I think that he was gone if he didn't do something that impressed ownership, and Daryl Sutter is is what impresses ownership for some fucking mysterious reason. Adam He's Adam Wild suggested that too. Yeah, because I've been texting Adam Wild a lot about the <laughs> Daryl Sutter situation. Yeah, and yeah, it's because uh, him and I went back and forth about. I said, man, because I listened to their SDP and they they were like, what's going on? And I told them, I said, it's the fucking ownership group. They love Daryl Sutter. They love him. I I would not be surprised that you guys are going to scoff and roll your eyes because this is how I feel. And I wouldn't be shocked to see that the next general manager of this team is Daryl Sutter. I would not even be remotely surprised. I don't want that for you. I I don't want that for me either. Nobody does. You guys are Leaf fans. You guys don't want that. (laughs) You could be empathetic towards We've gone through the rough GMs. Also, we have the answer in chat of Klimchuk. I knew it was a chuck. Thank you, James Johnson. I was gonna say I was gonna guess Klim- Morgan Klimchuk. I thought Morgan Correct. Klimchuk was the. It is. I checked. In the 2013, he was selected 28th right. overall by the from the Regina Pats. I was gonna say Klimchuk or Shinkarik, but I think Shinkarik was actually Canucks prospect. That was Vancouver, and then yeah. he was traded to the Flames or claimed by the also, Flames. Also, one for the other. One more thing on prospects. Talking back to earlier, you're talking about how great the Calgary Wranglers are. They are tied in the AHL in points. Guess who they're tied with, Audie? Uh, but, uh, it's the Marlies. Oh. <laughs> so, how does this affect really the Leafs? Fu- 
it made me laugh because I'm sitting like as I'm as we talk. I'm like the Leafs have pulled up 17 dudes from the Marlies this season because all of our defensemen uh, didn't exist for a few minutes. So we've seen a lot of the Marlies. A lot of people more than usual recognize the Marlies. I just it made me laugh. I'm like I know the Calgary Wranglers are good. I wonder how the Marlies are. Time points. Anyway, and we see our like. Come on, you gotta see. You gotta play the kids, especially especially if they make a decision to make a sell, especially if you're trading uh, your your wingers, especially if you're trading, like, you gotta. Justin, mm-hmm. the wolf, the baby goalie, oh. he's a fascinating. A woo, I love, he's such a fascinating, he's very tall. I he's gonna be the best goalie in the head. AHL for two years in a row now. He's so, and such an, and I think he's like 21. He's like, so you got, young. we know, like, you've got people in the system, like, it's fascinating. But I also, like, as an aside, I do agree with Seb's point of, like, there's only so much you can build in the draft. And, like, what does this look like? If you're, if you can get, make some calls, like, see who's available. I'm super curious if Brad Tree Living has a bunch of phone calls tonight. And is he hanging up on any of them? Are you if Kyle Dubas is calling you, are you answering the phone? If it's Kyle, Kyle Dubas Kyle... or, or Pierre Dorian, Hang up. They're going to fleece the hell out of you. Uh, absolutely uh, hang up the phone. <laughs> we have a first. We want to talk. I, I have someone in chat, uh, left-handed penman, I think, said, they're like, there's no first in play. I'm like, we have one. It's Boston's. Yep. Very fun. Yep. Okay. I want to I wanna put a cap on the Flames talk for a minute because we're at, we're at, we're at a pretty – oh, we were. At least we're, we're at pretty much <laughs> our peak viewership right now. We have a lot of people watching, which is good. And I think this Everybody. is a good time to pivot to something that – um, is not Calgary Flames related or Toronto Maple Leafs related. It's league related, and it's important. It's something that um, hasn't been, I think, taken too taken serious enough. Uh, and it's a, it's it's something that you actually brought up, Seb. I'll let you um, kind of lead the way, and then I, I would love the open dialogue between the three of us to kind of um, kind of explain why this is so important, why accessibility is so important for fans. Uh, so if you want to take the lead on this, I don't mean to throw you on the spot, but uh, oh. it's kind of your thing. So if 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 you don't mind, just share kind of what what's been what's been going on there for those who maybe haven't haven't seen it. Um. Yeah. I. Um. You know, it's it's something that's been new, and uh, you know, there's all we're still adapting to a lot of things. But um, my daughter in in November, uh, or sorry early October went into a medical emergency. She had a a seizure that lasted about eight minutes. And once you're over five, like it's, it's very imperative that somebody gets to her immediately. So we had to, we, we had called 911 um, and we waited and waited. They ran tests, found out she has epilepsy with epilepsy. um, She's only five with epilepsy. um, You know, there's, certain things trigger the um uh the brain and inside uh it's neurological Mm -hmm. um and we've been very careful so like we can't i can't bring her to ohl games very much anymore um you know shout out to oshawa generals who actually were willing to accommodate her um unfortunately you know unfortunately for them their lights were out of service their strobe lights and stuff so we didn't have to worry, but they were going to accommodate her if they were. Um, can't bring her because of flashing lights. And the NHL this year introduced uh, digital ads on the boards. And they haven't fixed them yet. 
since day one there's been issues of flickering uh players getting lost like on the broadcast because you know they hit somebody in the boards or the leafs when they wear white and the digital ads are changing um you know it actually flickers a bit and all it takes is a split second for people like my daughter or other people who have epilepsy or just any other neurological issues um and disabilities uh, it takes just a split second and you could be in a medical emergency so we've actually had to pull her back we can't watch games anymore with her um and she's somebody you know she's just learning the game but the one thing about her was you know every saturday because she knew that she was going to get a slice of pizza she said daddy hockey game hockey game daddy and she'll go throw her leaf pajamas on or she'll go throw her sends shirt on because she's yeah, don't get me started oh but, no um <laughs> in our house rivalries uh, yeah my son's favorite toy is a up oh no you're hooped so... you're hooped you're having so much fun oh. <laughs> so yeah it's it's been it's been weird but we've been you know i've been trying to put the word out and you know for the most part it's it's well received um you know ctv ran a piece am i allowed to say ctv on here oh yeah because yeah you know, different. yeah of course. yeah ctv ran a Shout ctv out. ran a piece um <laughs> and you know other people have reached out uh and they're trying to figure out ways to help um i know um a certain insider on sportsnet had reached out as well um and he had told me that, um, you know, they're trying to, to figure it out behind the scenes. But the problem that we have is it's taking accessibility. Like, they're not making these games accessible anymore. And I've already tried to fight for myself because, you know, for those who are here, you know, I'm I'm uh, I'm an African-Canadian. Um, I, I come from, you know, a, a black black family. I, uh, that's, that's who I am. Mm-hmm. Um, and I haven't necessarily been able to fit in the game um like everybody else so i'm fighting for myself but now i'm fighting for my daughter and for other people who um you know no can no longer watch and you know for the people that are going to be like hey if like you know just watch the game don't watch the ads it's not that easy it's not that easy that's a very that's a very ignorant way of thinking it's a tunnel vision way of thinking too you think especially we're talking about potential kids um you know there's there's a lot it's it's a lot to there's a lot a lot about this but the one thing that we're frustrated with is um we thought we were making progress because a couple weeks ago the Leafs actually turned it off for a game uh and they were on Sportsnet and um they turned it off because one it was really bad it was really 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 bad um it's on my Twitter, and I can make reference to it somewhere, but uh, they turned it off for the game, and finally, I was like, you know what? I went up, and I woke her up, and I was like, hey, come down. By the end of the game, they were back on, oh. um, and they're still glitchy, and it just doesn't seem like anybody you know, cares, and it's not that I don't want them on. I feel like there's a world where you can have these on, but you got to perfect the technology. And by them continuing to ignore that, they're not listening to, you know, the people who are having issues, um, watching games, who are getting headaches, excuse me, potential uh, triggers for seizures. Um, 
and again, seizures seizures are, are they're they're no joke. Um, and just to, like to get absolutely real for a second, I I've been I saw my daughter's first one, and that right there, and that right there, and that right there are holes in the wall because I didn't know how to handle myself in that situation because I couldn't do anything for her, mm-hmm. and I had to work through some therapy through it because I I have some PTSD about it. It's not yeah. fun. It's very tough, especially when it's somebody that you love. I just want her to be able to watch the game. Yeah, I yeah, yeah I, I don't even know how to follow that up because it's like I've got. Do you want me to give you some thoughts? Please, please, like, because I'm trying to. I, I'm frustrated if, and I want to articulate um, my words properly. Uh, so I don't deal with epilepsy, but I also like am a chronically ill person. You'll see me probably through the show pressing on certain parts of my body that are starting to be like you've been sitting for a while, which we're good. It, these are important conversations, but like, cro- like what does chronic pain look like in sports is a very fascinating thing, especially when a trigger is a television. I like, as I said, I don't have epilepsy, but I also have eye twitches and the boards give me eye twitches. I have chronic headaches. The boards have started to trigger the headaches. And they're not epilepsy, but they're awful. They are exhausting. Mm -hmm. It is turn off the game. It is turn off lights. It is an impact on my life through that. And, like, there are people, disabled people deserve to watch hockey. That's that's kind of full stop. That's kind of where I'd like this conversation, at least for me, that's where it starts. Disabled people deserve to access the sport. Um, black folks deserve to be able to access this sport. Queer folks deserve to access this sport. Like there is, it is bar. That is where the bar begins. The conversation begins that people deserve to have access to sports. And if you're being told, Hey, this isn't accessible to me. Your first question should be, can we turn off the programming to fix it? Can we turn off the board ads for three games to fix it? And the answer is no, they probably won't because they're thinking they're like, well, we're going to lose revenue. Then why do the boards need to move? Um, sometimes I even notice it for folks who aren't disabled that the board, sometimes they have this little, and at least on the Toronto, the milk ads, um, have a truck that drives across the screen. Like they drive across the ads and fun fact for about two weeks, I couldn't track the puck all the time because I was distracted by the, the truck moving mm-hmm. and like little things like that. Um, when they were promoting the reverse retro jerseys, they had jerseys popping up on the ads. They are distracting things. So on. Like, worst thing, they are impacting people um, in accessibility. They're impacting a lot of folks in the game. And, like, you, like, I'm really grateful that folks have reached out to you, Seb, and, like, that people are taking this and wanting to have these conversations because the only way to fix this, the only way that you can get better at disability, especially if you're in a phase of non-disability, is in the listening stages. And I feel like a lot of people would do really well in hockey if we were listening. I think that's that, a really important thing. Go ahead. And that's what I, and that's all I want. I like, yeah. you know, you people, be heard. people, he's, this is the leaf fan in me for a second. <laughs> I take pride in the fact that I cheer for a team that can carry financial water for most of the league. Because at the end of the day, as long as my team exists, I'll always be able to watch hockey, professional hockey. The, the thing that I, I struggle with is, you know, I want the league to make money because I want there to be a period of time where the Leafs can just spend and spend and spend. Yeah. Um, 
and buy teams. Like, just buy your team. Like, I want that to be a thing. <laughs> and I and I, and, and again, that's a very Thank it's you. a very it's a very leafy way of thinking. But like, that's so I I just don't understand the people that are so concerned. You know, hey, with the revenue, like with with what Sportsnet. And I'm not just singling them out. I single them out because they own exclusive rights to, mm-hmm. to hockey for the most part, like in Canada. You can spend $5.2 or $5.4 billion on, you know, making sure that these games are available on TV for the most part. You know, blackouts and don't get <laughs> me started. But, like, you can't, like, go to, go to the University of Waterloo. Go to a tech university and just, hey, how can we fix this problem? Because there's a solution out there. They're just not looking for it because, and I'm not saying it's an easy fix. I don't get the logistics of everything, but this, this that's is- That's not my again, job. This, that's yours. My yeah, job is to like, come to you with the problems. I've, I've been vocal about the problem and we've been, look, I can, I could speak for Robert too when I say we fight for a lot of issues that aren't necessarily being heard in hockey. So the fact that it's getting ignored uh, for the most part from, from the NHL doesn't necessarily surprise me, but, but like, and, and this is the thing, like people, people were mostly receptive, but then there were people who like somebody had messaged me like, Oh, you and your wife should have got DNA tests instead of giving birth to somebody who was going to be a, 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 like an issue on earth, which is such an ignorant thing to say oh. about a five-year-old yes. or, or people calling her the, I won't use non-inclusive language here, but people were calling her, you know, the R word. Um, somebody said that they would beat her head in. Um, and this is my five-year-old, mm. you know, a kid, somebody in kindergarten. Um, and then, you know, you got people that carry water for the league that are, oh, if you don't want the league to make money, just don't watch. Or, you know, oh, I, I, I you get these people b- behind fake Twitter accounts like, oh, I have epilepsy and I've never had an issue. And it's like, okay, I have type 1 diabetes. My, I have a tenant who rents my basement who also has type 1 diabetes. Mine is a little worse than his. Like, not, not just not because you have something, it's not, yeah. So people are just, there's so much ignorance out there and i just want to get the story out and i want them to get it right i don't my problem isn't with ad boards or digital ads my problem is with the way that they've run it out and they've refused to fix it and again it's just it's very it's very hockey of them to just to just not do it um you know, I know that there's, I know that this, this, uh, the comment section, and everything is going to be filled with hockey fans and everybody watching this is probably a hockey fan. This game sucks. It this does. game sucks. As much as I love it, this game sucks. Sucks sometimes. And no, it sucks. Experienced it's, it, 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 it sucks more, it sucks more often than not. And, you know, I, I feel for, you know, people like, both of you who are, you know, fighting the good fight and people like your daughter who don't, you know, aren't able to enjoy. I just, I put myself in, in, in your daughter's shoes, like growing up. Uh, I loved watching hockey with my dad, with my grandpa, like with my family. They're the reason why I got into the sport and 
to have that taken away is first of all, you know, for something as stupid and, 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 and easily, you know, fixable as, as a boy, it's just it, like, I can't put it into words because it's just so fucking frustrating for me because it's, and I, I, I'm not trying to take away from how frustrated you guys are whatsoever at all. I I'm, I'm, I'm just adding to it because like, from the outside looking in, I just I, I I want everybody to enjoy the game. I want everybody to feel included, um, and I just don't get why it's so hard for some people, and uh, especially the league. Like it, it's it's disappointing. It's it's a letdown. Um, I just I, I I wish things were different. I if there's one thing I'm gonna take away from all of this is just like you know how strong you guys are, how strong that like the communities are that are you know not represented well in this sport and uh you know haven't really been treated the best um i i I just applaud you guys for keeping on the good fight and um i just hope that more people will will join and and in trying to help with these things and 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 just putting an end to the bullshit so like that's all it is it's 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 bullshit it's frustrating and i just i like I said, it's just hard to put into words because so many emotions run through you. Like just hearing the story about your daughter, like just breaks my fucking heart. Hearing the stories of what everybody has to go through in this game, it breaks my heart even more. So like it's it's, I just I wish things were different. That's all. My my friend Chanel and I believe Seven Audie, you both know yeah. Chanel, who has done lots of different things. Currently works with Hockey awesome. Tomorrow's. She's great. Shout out Chanel. Says all the time to me, and we say it to each other. I can't fix hockey if I leave it. Mm-hmm. Se- and Seb and I are both sitting here like, we don't want to leave. We want to fix. And mm-hmm. maybe, and the fix isn't a second. The fix isn't this. The fix is things like Avery just suggested in the chat, which is pre-testing this during the preseason. Like, is checking. Is you have a situation room in Toronto. Like, we have the ability. You have, you're a multi-million dollar friend. Like, you have the ability to check things before you publish them on television. There's options, and I think that's all. I think all we want to do is be heard. But Seb, that's go all. ahead. Yeah, I I think, and and you can definitely, um, you'll probably agree with this too. I think the one thing that <laughs> frustrates me, um, you know, I do I do work with uh, I do some work with Black Girl Hockey Club too. Um, Shout out! I love them. Yeah, they're awesome. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Um, we, you know, part of, part of, and just to, and I'll bring it back to my daughter. you'll you'll see why but like when i fight for me to fit into the game you know when i celebrate a black hockey player you know when i when i send love to akeem or kevin or you know the many the many that i see the the problem uh, some issues that i run into is you know, some people be like, well, why do you make it about color? And it's like, okay, I grew up where there was 11 black hockey players in the NHL. And that's like less than 1% of the league. So like, let me, let me celebrate something that in my community, it's a big deal. And I'm tired of people saying like, oh, well, like, you know, don't make it about race or like, oh, hockey's not going to change for for a few of you thinking that there's only a few of us black people who like hockey. <laughs> and it's the what same is... thing that I ran into with the conversation about uh, epilepsy and the, the ads is people are like, well, the NHL isn't just going to change for a few people like her. But it's like one in a hundred people, uh, one in a hundred people 
have epilepsy and then you're not factoring in that like people that have had concussions you're not factoring in people that have chronic headaches because those aren't things that you see on a daily basis like those aren't things that people can just see so you don't know who's living with what like this isn't just this, i'm not doing this for for 40 or 50 people there, there are plenty plenty of people thousands hundred thousands that you know want to enjoy this game the same way that you know any any other able-bodied person can and I, the unfortunate part is is we're not at a stage where that's possible and the nhl again they just they've never been forward thinking and you know there's a fear that if they don't pander to an older audience it seems and i'm not calling out old school fans because there's old school fans who adapt new ideas and i get mm-hmm. but they just they don't want to change and they're never going to change and um i just i want to continue to do my part cuz you know Janelle is right i there's been days where i've wanted to leave this game yeah. and you know, I, I, I take pride in this and, you know, I, I know that he's not a, a man for all the people, but Elliot Friedman actually reached out to me and was like, Hey, you're a valued part of this game. And it sent me a really nice message and like, it just made me want to want to do better. And I, I, I I'm going to continue to try for not just people who look like me or people who identify a certain way or or women or i'm not just going to keep doing the work for them i'm doing the work for everybody mm-hmm. because there's 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 room for all of us at this table absolutely pull up some chairs you're so yeah. my my last little thought is like disabled people deserve to live these long beautiful lives and your daughter's going to live this long beautiful life right and i'd really at least i really hope that hockey has a place in it and that's like and is able to have a place in it is like it's able to be accessible that there's space and fun fact there's ways to make that space and i'd really love them to put in the effort to like that's the thing disabled people literally love this game and just because you don't see them on the ice like doesn't just because you don't see certain things on the ice you don't see queer hockey players there are queer hockey fans just because you don't see things doesn't mean there are fans like disabled folks want to love hockey Please let us love hockey. Please let folks with epilepsy love hockey. Please let people love the sport. We're, yeah. we're all you got, guys. Yeah. We're all the fan base or what bring. We're all you got. You might want to keep us and keep us around. Be nice. Of course. People, I, I don't people, want. People. Sorry. Go no, ahead. I was just going to say, I don't want you guys going anywhere. I don't want. <laughs> I, I, I know you guys have said, you know, you thought about leaving the game and, and I get it. I mean, I don't get it, but I understand the like the logic behind it. Um, I don't want you guys going anywhere, like at all. I I want to hang out. I got things uh, yeah, to do. I got is, things to change. This Let's is it, and and I and I want to help Seven, with I that. Got work I, to do. I want to help with that, and I, and I know other people do. So I guess like to to kind of like wrap it up. And I don't. I'm not trying to wrap it up. I'm just saying like I want to make it a call to action. Like what what can what can we do, Seb? I'll start with you. What what can we do? What can be done? to you know combat some of this stuff from from like 
like my perspective or the viewer's perspective what 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 can we do Seb, we'll start with you and then rob i'll let you uh follow that up too i think uh you know first and foremost i think that um you know we all got to use whatever platforms um whatever platform you're on you just use it for good um you know i've kind of dialed it back uh on socials lately um you know with uh you know i'm going through some personal stuff but uh you know i'm always trying to make myself available to those who need it um and to find ways to just make everything better for everybody whether it's you know shooting a dm to somebody having a bad day or you know sharing somebody's work or you know if i see somebody you know is in a little bit of distress i'll try and buy them a coffee um now i'm not suggesting that people got to do anything with their wallet you know i'm i'm uh you know I, I i got my own way of doing things but just you know when it comes to issues that don't necessarily affect you just think of those who it does affect because uh you know the more conversations we can get surrounding around things the the faster um change will come so you know if you see somebody telling a story about you know something close near and dear to them uh you know help help uh uplift their voice um share the articles um that's that's pretty much all i got i feel like um <laughs> I feel like if I go too far in this, that it might get a little selfish because, you know, I'm trying to change this, like a lot of things about this game, not just for my daughter, but for myself, for, for, for Robert, for, for a lot of people um, who don't get to live um, in total comfort in this game. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to, to do all the work. So the patience isn't, you know, <laughs> um, but yeah, I... just, yeah just you know be there for for people who have a story to tell um and and use your platforms for good call out the evils of the world um yeah that's that's it i i i you know this audi this is helping like this is i hope this so. is this doing is, something this is what so. i wanted i i wanted I'd like to help it like this is it's 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 gonna go a long way because like i know i know like i i'm i'm familiar with both of you off the camera here mm -hmm. so i know that when it comes to these things that the two people here that are are beside me virtually <laughs> um <laughs> you know they're, they're, they have good intent and they've always uh been there for me when i needed somebody to you know uplift my voice and i've been there for them too but this this helps more than you know, and truthfully, I, I'm sweating and fighting back tears because like the one thing that that hurts is because of the epilepsy. My daughter is gonna have like a a pretty serious surgery in the summer, mm. and like it's it's mentally draining, and it's all because of everything that's been brought on. Like she it was just it was so tough like it was mm -hmm. so tough and you know i don't know i, I go ahead 
we could wax poetic for forever. And as like, yeah. it's an interesting like, um, like as uh, like sitting in like the shoes of like disability, I've watched my own family go through what it means to watch their kid have chronic illness. So that's a thing. Um, because Seb said it was too selfish, I'll do it for him. Retweet Seb's content. Like if you see him talking about epilepsy, retweet it. Mm -hmm. Um, if you can't afford like financially is not always the answer social media platforms are a thing because a lot of folks um retweet things that seb does platforms like ctb pick it up platforms like sportsnet reach out to you the way the social internet goes that is the best way you can do without financial so that's my like answer of like fun fact seb won't say it i will you can retweet seb it's okay you're allowed to retweet seb it actually will be very helpful um my other thing is my i don't like have a lot of other answers seb gave the practical answer i'll wait i'll give the wax poetic answer this is a marathon not a sprint this isn't going to be fixed in a day it's going to take a couple months maybe years maybe decades my hope for those who are trying to be allies is you keep running my hope for those fighting i hope you get moments of rest that's my answer because fun fact we can't do this fight forever at 100%. That turns into burnout real quick. So if I'm deciding to take a rest, I know Audie's going to pick it up and run. If Seb decides to take a rest, I'm going to start running. And that's the answer. We can all start running. We can also all get periods of rest. Because, yeah, it'd be really great. Like, it's like Black History Month is one month. We do this all year. Pride is one month. I continue to be gay in July. It's called Wrath Month. Like, please continue that's to as what well. It's, yeah, like Don't that's stop. the thing. That's so. That's the answer. Is like, I hope people who can keep running keep running. I hope the people who deserve the rest get the rest they need. That's yeah, my poetic answer. It, no, Retweet, it, Steb. There you go. It was beautiful, and um, yeah, you guys put it perfectly. Um, I'm gonna keep advocating for you guys, and I hope that everybody that's watching will too, because. Um, I know that there's a lot of people out there that don't want to keep running, as you put it, uh, and don't want to advocate for stuff like this. But uh, I just hope from my two cents for what I can input to this conversation is that I hope that um, I hope that more people continue to advocate for this stuff and that eventually we get to a point where those people outweigh those who don't. Um, nice. And that's that's kind of what like I don't think you're ever going to get rid of people who unfortunately it's never going to get to that point and i'm not you know trying to be negative or whatnot but i don't think it's ever going to get to a point where you're going to have absolutely um nobody who has a problem with something um i just hope we get to a point where uh the balance is a little bit uh more in the favor of uh those who are advocating so um good job I know, everybody i know good that talk. I, I know the chat is going off a lot of people are, are really uh really enjoying this and and you know it, it's it's hard it's it's not easy um but i i want to thank both of you for talking about this stuff because it's super 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 important um it takes a lot of like guts to 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 go on a platform like this and talk about these things um and i applaud both of you because you both do an incredible job on social media with it um you, you, you both are so well-spoken. I, I love both of you so much. Your, your, your work and everything you guys do. Um, 
yeah, I'm 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 a big fan. I'm a big fan of both of you, and I I just can't nail that down enough. Um, big applause to Seb. Cause I yes, to applaud you now. Please, like that was like good talk. It it was good, good. and I think I think I needed that. I think a lot of people needed to hear that too. Uh, this is important. especially after your team loses. It's time to think about like oh, oh let's, like as much the, as fuck the flames. We're, this I don't give a shit. Here, this stuff you know, is way more important than a winner. Yeah, loss. like we're here for hockey. This conversation starts at hockey. But, like, it's a bigger, so it's kind of nice after, like, a loss or even a win, like, wow, mm-hmm. I'm feeling all these things, that we're still dealing with this stuff every day. Let's Absolutely. keep working. Like, I just, Absolutely. Can I, um, can I say one thing about Absolutely. Calgary that uh, we didn't really touch on today? That's bigger sure. than... Well, a Calgary legend retired today, uh, Brianne Decker. Yes, she did. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and I feel like it's important that we acknowledge that too because she uh she had an unreal career she did and uh look i know some people are looking for something to feel good about going to bed tonight mm-hmm. uh you know just pay pay homage to to one of the the greatest women of all time never lace them up uh, one of the greatest hockey players like you know let's remove let's remove sex from it she's she just she was excellent um uh so there's that. I think that that's uh, that's worth noting. Uh, plus, that's uh, something a little more positive. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it it definitely is. So, uh, uh, stick taps, clap your hands, throw your hands up in the air. Um, we're celebrating her. That was that I did. I can't believe I forgot about that. Thank you for bringing that up. That's important too. It's been um, a long day. Robert, I'm gonna say the thing. Do the thing. I'm gonna say the thing. Uh, Peter's Do in the it. chat too, so he's going to get to witness Hello, me, me using his line for probably the first time. Um, we're going to put a bow on today's episode of Game Over Calgary. Um, I w- honestly, I can't thank you both enough for this. This was so fucking incredible. I I've really enjoyed this conversation. Um, yeah, I, like I said, I can't thank both of you enough. Rob, we'll start with you. Uh, just plug everything you're doing a lot of people know what you're up to plug where they can find you just the floor is yours to uh to uh to pump the tires a little bit here go ahead um you can find almost everything i do at this youtube channel (laughs) it's really easy i'm the community manager for sdpn so um i do all types of different things behind the scenes at sdpn and we're going to end the show with what we're working on tomorrow i guess or do do you want to say it now Ah, uh, we've talked. It's been out there. Yeah, we're gonna do the game over. Uh, the game over trade, trade deadline. deadline. Um, I'll be hosting that with a with a panel of excellent people from SDPN Sports. Um, it's gonna be a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to it. So it's uh, it's gonna be good. It's gonna be a few hours. Two hours. Two hours. Is that we're doing two yep. hours. Four p.m. Eastern to six p.m. Eastern. So that's two to four. Two to four in in, in Mountain. Mass. Yes. There you go. Perfect. Perfect in- work. So yeah, two yeah. to four. So- uh, game over uh, trade deadline edition. So we're going to be recapping pretty much everything that went down uh, or that goes yeah. down tomorrow and recapping so. everything that's happened. So uh, look that's forward important. to that. Check our Twitter for that. Uh, Seb, floor is yours as well, please. Oh, and you can find me at, at RS underscore Malloy on Twitter, M-O-L-L-O-Y. But important. most of the stuff I do is here. So. That's right. Seb, go ahead, please. Everything, <laughs> spill, spill everything you're up to and where you're at. Well, first off, I'm the president of the Liz Howard fan club. Um, (laughs) We are exactly like Beyonce's Beehive, but more elite. So if you want a membership, find me in either Kitchener or Ottawa. Um, You can find me on Twitter at SebJackson90. Um, 
you know, there's a link tree to my other socials there. Um, I do some minor scouting for a company called Smot Scouting. Um, Josh Tesla represent. Yeah, absolutely. What a great, <laughs> great, great, great. What a great man. He's um, awesome. And, we love Josh. And, uh, you know, I, I was uh, also one of the people that helped create the Get Uncomfortable Pledge for Black Girl Hockey Club. So if you are ready to take a step in making hockey inclusive, there's a pledge on the website. Just Google Black Girl Hockey Club. Um, and uh, if you have the means, um, they offer scholarships to uh, black girls in underfunded areas to play hockey. Um, so if you if you have the means, uh, by all means. And next uh, next Wednesday is my birthday. Next Wednesday Yay. is International Women's Day. And every year on International Women's Day, me and my wife put together care packages and we take it down to the women's shelter. Um, we get uh, feminine products um, and stuff like that, and we just build small kits. So if you wanna, if you wanna help with that, reach out to me on Twitter. Um, you know, let's let's all do our part in this world. Um, leave a leave a good good footprint here. Absolutely, let's man. Do, let's do some good stuff. Um, Absolutely. I'm gonna conclude with the world needs more people like Rob Malloy and Seb Jackson. I'm gonna say that. Um, Thank you guys for joining me. This has been awesome. Thank you to the viewers who have stuck it out with us for Thank this you. almost hour and a half of important conversation. Um, this has been great. I, I appreciate everybody. Yeah, I appreciate everybody for watching. If you're listening on playback, uh, I hope you liked it. This has been an extended version of Game Over Calgary, um, but it's been a very good one. So if you did enjoy it, please be sure to give us that rating. Subscribe on YouTube. Uh, subscribe or follow. It makes follow. Steve happy. Yeah, it makes Steve happy. That's in Who doesn't want to make Steve happy? Um, the Leafs. That's the answer. Uh, so <laughs> if you, you if, you, if you're listening, if you're listening on playback, uh, whatever uh, podcatcher you're listening from, give us a rating there and uh, follow the podcast there. Um, the next game over is going to be on Saturday when the Calgary Flames um take on the Minnesota Wild. It is going to be Indigenous Celebration Night at the Scotiabank Saddle Dome, so that should be a pretty good uh, celebration at the Dome as well. Peter Klein will have your show on Saturday. On behalf of Rob, on behalf of Seb, my name is Audie James. Thank you for tuning in to Game Over Calgary, and we will see you guys on Saturday. Peace. Game Over! Powered by Sports Interaction, Canada Sportsbook.